Thanks for joining us on the War on Marriage podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Robin. And we believe marriage needs to be fought for. Christ says in Matthew 19, 6, What God has joined together, let no man separate. Yet we constantly see and hear otherwise. Join us as we have honest discussions on in-laws, money, fights, and of course, sex. Together, we will learn from Christ and others about how to fortify our marriages. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the War on Marriage podcast. I'm here with Robin, as always. Hi. And we also have two special guests. They are our great friends. We actually met them a couple of years ago at this point um, in our small group Bible study led by David and Natalie Kalana. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go back and find it. I don't know what number it is right now, um, but it will say conversation with David and Natalie Kalana. Anyways, we are here talking to Megan and Travis Neal. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey. So um, the conversation today is going to kind of be centered on, um, I guess, what do we what do we say? Sort Different like, work schedules? Yeah, work schedules. And more so, it's like how um, they've navigated their marriage with different work schedules and how that stuff, and even, you know, Robin and I's experience with that. But, all right, I'm doing too much talking. So, Megan and Travis, awesome to have you guys. Thanks first off, us. yeah, first off, tell us about you. Tell us about yourselves, what you do, sort of your marriage story, and... Um, Kind of what you guys are up to now. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Well, like you said, my name is Travis, and my wife Megan. We've been married for almost two years at this point, May fourth. Uh, a little bit of Star Wars wedding. Didn't mean to do that on purpose, but <laughs> had lots of jokes about that. Yeah, my mom made a joke. She was the first one. The worst. <laughs> but um, yeah, almost two years at this point. Um, yeah, we met in college. We went to Regent University and met summer orientation there. And someone didn't want to be there. I love to tell that story, but. Yeah, I did. I wanted a different thing for my life. And the Lord was like, actually, this is what you're doing with your life. <laughs> so we were probably the same friend group freshman year. Um, kind of started talking more sophomore year and then dating a little more towards the end of sophomore year. And then after that, yeah, we started still dating outside of college and got married. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I'm part of a police local police department in the Virginia area. So once I got done with my academy and my training and field training and all that sort of fun stuff, we uh, I proposed in what November first. Yeah, I think so. November first, and got married. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't remember your birthday sometimes, but I remember <laughs> what day we got engaged. Shh, um, don't tell people that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so and then got married in May. So it was a short kind of engagement, but I mean that's the way we wanted to keep it. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything taken care of. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Um, he basically took the whole marriage story apart, which is totally fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I yeah, you said you're a police officer. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I currently work at Regent University. Um, I got my master's there in national security studies, focusing on the Middle East. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm wanting to go into working with. So just kind of working on fielding areas that um would kind of suit that so awesome awesome so again kind of the topic was i think we're gonna focus on travis's schedule but Mm -hmm. it's it's how like 
both of you guys have gone through this stuff because so many people have to go through this sort of stuff, whether mm-hmm. it's military yeah. or police or heck, even your dad did shift yeah. work as like a, I don't, I don't want to say manual laborer, but like electrician. I know he worked with oil companies and stuff. Yeah, there are um, lots of companies. I know like yeah. even in the Virginia Beach area, the steel locations yeah. there, people do shift work there. It's oh, anywhere yeah. it's got shift work. You know, someone's got to work the midnight shift somewhere. So right. it makes it rough. So, you know, how did you guys sort of, deal with that you well know? i guess first maybe like do you want to explain your schedules of what it looked like the opposing schedules yeah yeah that's fair so um our, our schedule is completely different especially when i was still in training i went to different training officers who had different schedules different days off so it was constantly rotating which was something to get used to it was only a couple weeks at a time so it wasn't terrible mm-hmm. um it had to be super flexible but once i got cut loose and on my own it um went to an evening shift which you know at that point, we weren't married. We weren't living together. So mm-hmm. it was kind of see each other when we can. And then uh, once we got engaged, uh, I was on a midnight shift. So midnight shift for my department is 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so constantly dark, always sleeping in the daytime, at the blackout curtains, all that sort of fun stuff. Um, so, yeah, for us, it was pretty much had opposite schedules. I'd see her. I'd come home. um, well, actually, first, like when we first got married, I was on a day shift, which was fine. It was mm-hmm. just a normal, like six to four was the hours for that. So mm-hmm. we got to see each other all the time, come home at around the same time. Um, and that wasn't bad. Um, you know, different days off. I, you know, worked on the weekends, so we wouldn't, you know, have Saturday and Sunday together per se. But, you know, um, still got to see each other at night, hang out at night, see each mm-hmm. other in the morning, all sort of fun stuff. But once I switched to midnights, um, it was, you know, like I said, 9 p.m. to 7 a.m., which means I usually left the house around 8 and then get home till like 7.30. So I would get home. She'd be up getting ready for work, and depending on if I had to work late, I just wouldn't see her in the morning. Right. Um, so we'd see each other, say hi, kind of brief how my night went sort of thing, um, and then she would go off to work. and I'd, you know, I'd make dinner, per se, and then go to bed not too long afterwards. So I would wake up around 5 p.m. or so, um, you know, We'd make dinner. That was about the time she got home anyway. Mm-hmm. So we'd see each other for dinner and eat dinner, kind of maybe either you know talk, watch a, an episode of a show. We were just kind of feeling a little drained. And then, yeah, then I'd go off to work. So it was hard to see each other enough. It, it was something that we eventually got used to, but there was a lot of intentionality behind that. Um, right. And how long yeah. was that going on for? So I did that for a year. Um, I was on... Uh, midnights for six months and then went to the day shift when we got married and then went to mids um for another year after that then and now on days um yeah Yeah, so i think like to preface like when we got married the whole time leading up to us getting married like our engagement period and like when we were dating up until like our engagement he was on like a night shift yeah i think it was mids right and like he didn't switch to day shift until like the week of our wedding like it was the week Mm -hmm. of that he had to switch um his schedule and like basically flip-flop and be up for like 24 hours it's kind of crazy but i think Mm -hmm. um planning a wedding doing a master's (laughs) and working at the same time as him being on like a night shift was a good preparation Mm -hmm. for like any any difficulty like down the road um and i think the lord really blessed us with having him be on a day shift for the first six months of like our our marriage that was like really great to be able to like start on like that so we had kind of time to build more of a foundation and like 
work together mm-hmm. on what it looked like to be married. Um, and we did everything during that time, you know, figure out, you know, who wants to take care of what chores, little mm-hmm. simple things. So that way, at least when I was on a different schedule, I knew, hey, these things I typically do around the house or, right. um, you know, things that we like to do together so we can make time for that, you know, once we had opposite schedules. Because we still made time. We had to be intentional with date night and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was harder when we were engaged just because, like I said, we weren't living together. So, um on my days off, I would just wake up a little bit earlier. You know, she would do homework, whatever it was. We'd spend the uh, night just hanging out, and then I'd be up the rest of the night because on my days off, I just can't switch my schedule like right. some people do. Right. You know, three days off, but yeah, I can't. You know, try you did to stay a lot up of 24, 36 hours and did a lot of gaming, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not for sure. It doesn't Honestly. even matter what shift. And my roommates <laughs> at the time, yeah, uh, yeah that's very true. But my roommates at the time were always up and gaming. Oh yeah, late hours and everything, so it was nothing changed really yeah so during the night shifts uh when you were had the night shift for a year after you guys were married did you guys create different hobbies for yourselves to fill in that time that you weren't together because most of the time we imagine marry marriage where like we both go to work in the morning and then we come back afternoon and like Mm -hmm. we spend the whole afternoon together we spend all weekends together because typically you only work monday through friday but that's just not true with a lot of people yeah, uh, definitely did a lot of gaming. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm up all night and, you know, places aren't open super right. late or anything. And mm-hmm. like I said, I don't adjust my schedule. So anything I had to do, any chores to take care of or we tried to do when we were both awake. Um, even like going grocery shopping or, you know, anything I need to do out and about and, you know, public was had to be done either in the morning after I'd been up all night or mm-hmm. as soon as I wake up, go and take care of things. So, um as far as hobbies, yeah, I mean, most of the stuff I just, I had to try to keep myself, tried to keep myself active. It didn't always work out that way. Um, so whether it be uh, going for a run in the morning uh, after work or uh, whatever it is to keep myself active and from you know, sitting down mm-hmm. all night on my days off. Um, yeah, but unfortunately it ended up being lots of TV watching and lots of gaming and stuff. Um, All that blue light. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, you know, luckily still had friends that were up late at night can talk to and hang out with. But, um, yeah, I mean, still hung out with friends when I could. Um, That was a big thing, too, was... That was hard, yeah. Not being able to see my friends a lot just because, you know, it would be we'd go get dinner together. It'd be my breakfast, but their dinner. And so, (laughs) yeah, I know. My food was all over the place. Yeah, and that was like... (laughs) There were times when Megan and I would just show up to a small group. Mm-hmm. Robin would be working, you would be working, right. and we'd be like, "What's up, fam?" <laughs> yeah, or or it would be that you know David's looking at me weird because I've got a cup of coffee at yeah. nine at night, and he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got to be up all night." He's like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Yeah, and it's not decaf, so um, yeah, it's like my third cup of the. You know, it's only nine p.m. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, there were definitely. Um, challenges with that obviously with just opposite schedules and right. you know not only was i working nights but my days off could be like tuesday wednesday and thursday you know mm-hmm. right in the mm-hmm. middle of the week so people can't hang out super late on wednesday night because right they gotta go to work the next day so yeah there were definitely challenges that came with that um but there was also challenges of finding something to keep myself busy to be somewhat productive during the nights and just in general so i wasn't like i said sitting there and putting a permanent dent in the couch so <laughs> which there is anyway right, but whatever yeah, yeah. Did then, you, oh, i was gonna ask did you do anything do you pick up yeah like, so i so the first year we were in marriage i was yeah, yeah i was finishing my master's so it's it i definitely can like see the contrast because when he was on his first 
um, shift before we were married. That was a night shift. I started my master's during that time. Um, right. Kind of, well, because I wanted to, but also because I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, I don't, I'm bored. Let me do a I really master's. Have a lot to do. Whatever. Like, I work, I got to do it for free. So it's really cool. Um, Not what I do in my free time. But, <laughs> but I definitely, no when we were married um, and I had that to do, I was thankful that I was that busy because I know what it is like to be to not be busy or not have anything you have to do besides work and then you don't have like a spouse there pretty much at all um except for like a few hours a couple times a a week um so yeah mainly my master's kept me really busy especially on weekends because he worked weekends or slept during the day and then (laughs) worked at night so I pretty much did like homework a lot which was really um nice to just have something to do um and then would like hang out with friends as well like exercise but i mean some of those things are only so fun like by yourself and it's little things you don't think about too like oh i want to watch this tv show but it can be kind of loud and either she's sleeping or i'm sleeping like i just bought a pair of headphones because i'm like the tv i'm gonna need to listen to is gonna be even if it's nothing just a quiet show a comedy show or something it's just i'd want to be able to hear it without waking her up right um so little things like that it could be like uh, vacuuming doing the dishes you know sometimes you're doing the dishes <laughs> the it, dishwasher we had a, like a sweet spot to run right the dishwasher. even <laughs> just washing the dishes you know sometimes you hand wash them it can be some clanks and i'm afraid you might wake somebody up you yeah. know whatever it is oh yeah yeah and i and i feel you about like if you aren't doing stuff because there was a time when robin's schedule was was whack same way mm-hmm. and it's like if I did not fill my time up from like 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. when I went to bed, it's like the brain gets going or I just become became lazy or yeah. whatever. It's Especially when at some points you're used to like sharing all your moments with another person and right. then you kind of have to transition out of that. It's kind of like a weird thing. You're like, yeah. okay, well, how do I take this time to do all the things I need to do so that when I do have time with this person, we can have our time when they're when they physically can have it. Cause it's kind of all about what timing works for them necessarily right. when there's, there's the schedule that's more crazy. Did you find yourself like, you know, I know you guys talked about, you had your chores or whatever. Did you find yourself like doing a lot of things while Travis was working so that then that Thursday or whatever that he was off, it was like y'all y'all's time or whatever. Yeah. yeah for sure yeah. like I, I mean that's like how my brain worked at right. least like that's kind of just what I forethought like if I had homework or something due I was like okay I'm gonna do it on these days because he won't be around mm-hmm. and I need to like reserve the time that he's here to actually spend time together so mm-hmm. there was like limited windows of time to actually be with each other so I kind of worked all of the things I had to do around that essentially yeah, yeah. and during this time like i i guess specifically during the um maybe the midnights the mids time especially the last last round of the year mm-hmm. did you guys find that um like your relationship with the lord kind of waned or how did you guys do things to stay individually connected to the lord um and maybe together you know or was it maybe sort of a trough time in y'all's relationship, maybe a lower period. Yeah, it's something we've kind of talked about a little bit. Um, it For me personally, it was harder to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it it be kind of came uh, a drier season for me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, just not as close as I could have been. I mean, I had a lot of free time, but I filled my free time with stuff that wasn't as productive. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because, again, I'm up all night and there's not much to do at night. And I'd rather just sit here and not do anything at yeah. times. Um, I mean, there were definitely good times of, um, you know, the first thing I do is I wake up and while she's still at work, you know, I do a quick Bible study or, mm-hmm. you know, a quick devotional or something. Um, but it became harder to do that. Just my sk- when my schedule changed, it just flipped everything. And so... I felt like for a time it was trying to set a schedule and I just didn't set it mm-hmm. in time. Um, you know, kind of felt like my, the first couple weeks to the first couple months, it was still trying to figure out what I was doing and how I wanted to do it. And I didn't incorporate necessarily a ton of time, um, just devotional time or time to read scripture or pray. Mm-hmm. And therefore then it just became a habit to not do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of became harder for me personally, at least. And I just realized, like, when you had your days off, even though it wasn't the weekends, like, you still kept that schedule of up all night, asleep right. during the day. I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh, well, at least you have those days off to, like, <laughs> do normal married things. I was like, wait a second. No, like, your schedule is yeah. that. Or you're up for 24 hours, right? Yeah. And, and there yeah. would be times where it would be like that. Or say I had training. I had to, you know, stay up for 24 hours. Yep. You know, try to stay up for 24 hours, go to sleep. That way I could wake up at a normal time. Um, and kind of like if we were to go on a trip anywhere, it, it ended up being the same way of I need to stay up all night and then all day so that I can sleep mm. tomorrow night and wake up at a decent time. And right. then, you know, at a week later or a couple of days later, try to stay up all day and then mm-hmm. all night. To, it was, it's, yeah, Chaos. it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was the schedule itself. Once you're used to it, isn't bad. And it's not that I can't stay up all night. It's just right. trying to have a life outside of that is the hardest right. part. Mm. Yeah, it's more like because the days off aren't normal during the day and they're also not on like weekend and stuff, it it's not it's almost like it's not even a day off because all you get is like three or four hours at the right. end of the day before the other person goes to bed and then you also have those four hours to share with all the other people you have in your life. So mm-hmm. like right. parents, friends. Mm-hmm. And so it was really hard for our friends to understand like, hey, we get like 12 hours a week that mm. we actually get to spend together. Right. Um, and so it's it's like a rare thing. Like if he's going to hang out with you, that's because he really misses you and like loves you and wants to do right. that. And like we need you to understand that that's like a, a thing we're doing for you because right. we're taking time away from the only time we have together. Right. So that was like a hard thing is to, to kind of separate the only time that we had amongst other people that you know, we love yeah. together. And did you find that people withdrew from you during that time period thinking like, oh, they just don't want to be friends with me or they're just being so isolated? Did you find that there was a tension between them? Just a lack of understanding of the schedules? Kind of. Yeah. And it wasn't anything that we took personally right. and it wasn't anything that I think they did on purpose. I don't think there was any ill will there. Um, I think it was just if you're if you don't know, you just don't know. And, mm-hmm. you know, nothing against them. But if you haven't been on the schedule of, you know, you're only awake when the moon's out and sleep when the sun's out, like, and like she said, there was 12, 15 hours a week that I had to split up between my wife and other family and other friends. And so I think there were, there were still obviously some friends that completely understood. There were some friends that you, know, you kind of had to explain to them, Hey, this is the only time I have, you know, my wife and I only get like three nights together, essentially. And that's it. We don't get the days. You know, we don't get the weekends unless, you know, later on I kind of got like a Friday night off. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, But you don't still don't have Saturday and Sunday. And so, um, yeah, that uh, kind of there was still um, 
some friends, like I said, who understood is just explaining to them, hey, this is what's going on. I think once you communicated with them, right. then they, they completely understood. One thing that um, you had said earlier about a key hearing like resonate is the fact that you had to be intentional with mm-hmm. your relationship. Yeah. And I feel like oh, that much. just is all of marriage. I feel like that just kind of sums it up. Like you have to be intentional about your marriage and the relationship and spending time with each other. And I feel like the shifts really made you learn that very fast. Absolutely. And whether it was with each other or with my own friends being intentional with, Hey, let's set aside time. Like I'm not a very scheduled person in my personal life with work. <laughs> yes. But personal life, no. And it, it made me even do that. It made me be intentional with, Hey, let's set aside these times to hang out to whether it be talk over, you know, PlayStation or talk over the phone or, um, whatever it is with friends, but especially with Megan, mm. um, Hey, let's set aside these times for date nights and, um, you know, even just scheduling times to talk, to, you know, talk about this, talk about that. So we didn't think we'd have to do is schedule sex. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, when do we have sex? And like it conversation never thought we'd ever have to have, but and the, it's, it's so true. And like, I remember when we had like first discussed the idea of scheduling sex, yeah. I was like, Hold up! <laughs> right, it, it just like, seems like are we an old couple? Like yeah, I don't yeah, want to do like, that. But it's, yeah, like, but why it's, can't we just be spontaneous? Exactly. Oh wait, we have no time together. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, and then, but I mean, that's another thing. But it's like you you oftentimes have to do that in the, in these situations mm-hmm. in these situations mm-hmm. because it's like okay, well, even those four hours maybe you guys have together. I know if it was me, I'd be, you know, when I was in your situation, yeah. I'd be like, all right, well, that last half hour, hour, I'm falling asleep on the yeah. couch or whatever. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, it's being intentional with anything yeah. and everything, being intentional with, like I said, our chores, being mm-hmm. intentional with, um, you know, figuring out, you know, what works best, you know, vacuuming in the middle of the night would piss <laughs> off all of our neighbors as well as Megan. So, you know, trying to do it during the day and, you know, Everything had to be intentional, right. but especially our communication. Um, and that's something else that we really had to work on a lot was our communication with each other. Mm-hmm. Like I said, communication with friends, um, everything. Uh, had to be intentional with everyone. Um, well, and going back to the question about um, like our relationship with the Lord during that time, um, I think mine was actually a little bit better because mm-hmm. there was points where I was like worried about him and I also just didn't mm-hmm. have time or like I had so much time so right. I could kind of just pick whenever to to prioritize devotions and I think on night shift like whenever I don't see him as much like I feel like that's just a difficult thing and so I seek the Lord more because it's hard right mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. I would just pray more about it and I would feel like I would just need the Lord to be near because it was just more of a difficult time so I think that actually like made me um be a little bit closer to the Lord during that time um, but I will say on the intentionality note, the one thing that we did always make sure with every um, shift change and stuff is that we could go to community group together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because that way we're actually growing our marriage together. We're learning about the Lord. We're talking about things because he couldn't go to church. I don't think he's gone to church with me on Sunday in a year, year and a half. I mean, there, there have been the rare few times where I'll have like a Sunday off or, oh, yeah, you know, take now, a Sunday off. Yeah, days, especially because right. even on day shift, I... And my days off are different, and I have my first day of work is Sunday. So, um, yeah, so that's been the hard thing, too, with back to that question with me is that yeah. don't have that corporate worship. Don't, you know, there'll be some Sundays when, you know, not much is going on, so I'll be in my car and just watching the service, mm-hmm. um, which is something that 
you know, I think has been super helpful that Trinity's done is right. um, having those um, services out there. Um, so, but yeah, it, it makes it a lot harder when I can't even go to church with my wife. Like, yeah. It, mm, obviously. Yeah. That was hard for me to adjust to, for sure. So when, uh, because it sounds like during that time frame, Travis, you kind of like withdrew a little bit from the Lord and then Megan, you drew closer. Did you find that you were trying to push Travis to have a stronger relationship with the Lord or were you giving him space to do his own thing? I think it was something you kind of picked up on and and brought it up to me. I did. And it was like a, it was like a moment. I think it was more of like a convicting thing that Mm. I had felt doing Mm -hmm. some devotions that, um, in not like an accusatory way or like, you're not doing this, but like, Hey, I just really want this for you. Like, I want you to Mm -hmm. experience the Lord the way that I am. Like, I want us to be, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, not like yoked, but like, um, (laughs) just like in unison in that way. Um, we we had, just to just know like we're on the same page with like knowing the lord and prioritizing the lord Um, i think that was something that i was convicted about in like doing my own devotions and stuff um just kind of being able to be jesus to him when he needed me to be right Mm -hmm. so i mean we had we had both realized that like when we were dating and engaged we would each have our own devotionals we would talk about it hey this is what we're learning you know this week or this is what you know something new we found when we were reading scripture today and then once I went to night shift, it kind of dwindled and we didn't mm-hmm. really do that anymore. I'm like, well, why is that? It's because my relationship with the Lord wasn't that great at that right. time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was very, it was convicting for me because I think it's something I knew, but was just kind of pushing off. And then yeah. when, when your wife brings it up to you, you're like, well, maybe I should <laughs> pay attention a little bit. Well, you can, you could have taken it two ways. You could have, you know, it seems as if you're, did did he kind of like say like, yeah, maybe this is something I need to work on. Was that? Yeah, yeah, no, he was definitely res- responsive. It wasn't right. like, oh no, I think I'm doing. Yeah, because you know, I was like... gonna, I was gonna say that's the other way. It could have been like, could have turned into a huge fight. What do you? Right. How do you know? What you know? Some some stuff like that, and I think that's important in terms of one again going back to the communication, but also like I and and I think you said it best, like yoking or showing Christ to him. It's like. The marriage is an awesome representation of Jesus and the church mm-hmm. and like that graciousness, you know, you showed him and right. you showed her. It's, it's so important in everything we do. And well, it like, can be hard when you're tired and right. you're apart and, and all that stuff. Like we even learned in David and Natalie's group, you know, brownie points right here, um, <laughs> you know, sharing in love and te- yeah. showing someone in love that, Hey, you know, Megan obviously was, it wasn't in an accusatory way at all. Right. It was all, Hey, this is what I've noticed. It's something that Lori laid on her heart and she did it completely out of love. And I think, mm. um, when, like I said, I had I kind of already had that idea, had mm. that kind of conviction, but was kind of putting it off. Yeah. And that definitely helped me to be like, mm, okay, I see it. I should probably do something about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, I, and the way she did it too, had she done it, well, Hey, you're screwing up in this area. <laughs> I wouldn't have been that not way. Gracious. Not to say that I've right. never done that before. Right. But <laughs> it's, think, it's more other things. I think that has a lot yeah. to do with it because you both could have responded to that exact same situation differently. Yeah. Megan, you could have approached her and was like, hey, like you're really messed up. Like you need to fix this. <laughs> or like approach it in just like a very harsh way. 
or in a loving way, it's like, hey, like, I'm just concerned about this because this is supposed to be like the most important relationship in your life. Yeah. Or like, mm-hmm. I just want you to experience this amount of joy that I am. And then Travis, you could have responded with a humble heart and a patient heart. It's like, let me just listen, like actually see like old water. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like this mm. is a tough time. Or you could have lashed out. It's like, you don't know what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You're not up all night. Like this is me. hard for me, mm-hmm. which is me. true. Like you're not up all night. You might not know. And you guys talk about things, but talking and living in that situation is very different so you responding humbly and being like you know what yeah like this is something that i'm struggling with and being bold enough to say something megan has a lot like that that has a lot to do with it as well brownie points to travis Good work being humble, right. going going the extra mile, turning the cheek. You'll ever meet. Yeah. Wow, but it, but it's it, so humble. And it, actually, I'm just thinking now. I I remember I approached Robin about things about her situation at work, and I was not your approach. And I did not respond your way. Not your approach. And it's funny because I was because I mean she was going through a tough time as we oh, all yeah. know, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, well, are you? You got to be journaling. You got to be reading. This is what you Have should you be doing. Have you prayed today? And no, I haven't prayed today. Have you prayed Sinner. today? <laughs> but lo and behold, she is doing that stuff, and I just didn't ask or, yeah. or something like that because yeah. yeah. you know you just didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it, and that's that's probably another hard part. Is like I'm not seeing what Robin does when she gets there at five in the morning before mm-hmm. she has to work, or yeah. you know, seven at night as she's, or even later at night as she's sitting there doing her stuff so that was a lesson for me in like i I don't know if humility is the right word but like being showing that christ-like love in a way that was it it, going through that um, season i guess sort of allowed me to be like all right maybe you need to not be so like <laughs> such a dude when you do <laughs> things honestly yeah, cause, no. cause, yeah because there's a difference between like accusing someone yeah. but then saying the same things but with intention to open up a conversation right because one is just i'm gonna get my facts out and then you you need to absorb it and another is i want to learn mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of like uh, like a pharisee like oh you gotta pray you should be <laughs> praying i don't even know if that's a proper or like, I mean, I definitely get where you're coming from because I've definitely, as more of like a type A personality, kind of when I hear things, and I think we've talked about this in like community group before, but when like you learn a lesson or something, mm-hmm. or like you're going through Bible study and the whole time you're sitting there thinking, oh, it's that person. Like, oh yeah. You're like you nudging your elbow. Yeah, you're like nudging yep. your partner. You're like, oh yeah, t- are you listening That's to you. this? Are you listening? <laughs> and then like, you'll talk about it later. And I, I would do that. And like, he actually brought something up to me because it was like a consistent thing that I was doing where I was like, oh, what did you think about it? And I would like start off asking like, oh, what did you think? And then he would like say, and then I'd be like, well, I think you should blah, 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 blah. And it'd basically be like I'm yelling at him and like I didn't even necessarily know I was being that no, like type yeah, crazy yeah. but then, <laughs> then he like did express like I feel like you're just ragging on me about all these things that I'm not doing and it did make me realize like oh hey Megan maybe you should observe what's going on in your heart before you're judging yeah. your husband on things you don't yeah. know about and so that was like mm-hmm. a hard thing but I needed that I needed right. that kickback to say hey like this is what you're doing and it's not cool. and I don't think it was like on purpose like I'm gonna Putting all of his flaws to him, and right. no, it, it wasn't that by any means necessary. But yeah, I mean, leaving group every time, going. Okay, well, hey. here we go. Also, did you say type crazy? Did you change type A to type crazy? I did. Right. <laughs> Me just. I like that. 
<laughs> I like that. I'm going to use that. I, I am mean, type I crazy. I as I see it. I can call myself that, I think. <laughs> but I think it goes into what you had said, like in the beginning of your relationship, how you had to, beginning of your marriage, you had to be intentional about yeah. uh, communication. Mm-hmm. And so communication can honestly squash a lot of quarrels mm-hmm. or issues because you are devoted to the marriage. It's like, okay, no, like we need to work through this. Like we're going to talk about this, whether it's hard or not. Right. Um, because you could have taken the standpoint as like, oh no, like I need to look inward and like first see maybe he is working on something or how is this supposed to reflect me first, but gone too extreme where it's like, I have too much to focus on and I have too much where I need to fix myself. Where like, I'll just let him do his own thing hmm. and not brought it up. But at the same time, like neither of you are ever going to be, perfect you're never going to be complete so if you wait until you're complete to help the other person then you're never going to help anyone yeah yeah i agree communication has been like the saving grace of our marriage Mm -hmm. Um, i feel like we both have learned how to communicate um in in effective ways you know if we're having a fight like we we communicate in different ways Mm -hmm. not that we've had big fights or anything but like i like to sit there and for a minute just kind of think about it and you know not talk about it right away which isn't you know me not wanting to say anything it's me wanting to not say the wrong thing right. out of, you know, uh, an ill will or anything. So to kind of sit there, think about it, and then tell her something or, you know, bring up my side or whatever it is just out of love instead of, you know, just spouting something off because I feel angry at that moment. Right. Um, whereas sometimes Megan just wants to, hey, let's get this done over with. Let's, let's squash this. Mm. Um, and so, and right. neither one's a, a correct way or a wrong way by any means necessary. And they're just different. Like, right. There's different ways you communicate. I'm like... You just have to learn to accept the way the other person yeah. communicates. communicates. It's so funny yeah. how we're, <laughs> I know. we're I the feel same. Like everything. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> honestly, like earlier we were talking about desserts, how Robin makes a whole thing of cookies. Because I'm like, yeah, I'll eat some. And then she ends up eating them. And that's the opposite. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll, I'll eat a whole sheet of cookies. Sure. Yeah, I'll be absolutely. like, oh, I'm too. I'm done. Yeah. Like in the morning, all the cookies are gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just saving for dessert for lunch. Oh. Sorry, I'm all. <laughs> but yeah, it's because I'm the same way. I'm like, and even early on in our marriage, Robin and I's marriage, like she didn't talk about like feelings oh, no. or anything or anything, <laughs> anything. I had to be like, I literally see it in your eyes that like, something no, you is don't. wrong. And, I, yep. and even yep, today, same. even to this day, even to this day, it's like. You can lie to me. You can uh, maybe not lie, but you can be like, "Yeah, n- nothing's wrong." And I'm literally looking in your eyes, and I'm like, "I know your soul. Like <laughs> something is wrong. We've been, we are one now, right?" Well, and personally, like one of the reasons why it's not because like I'm a unemotional person, or yeah. because I don't want to process my emotions. It's mainly just because I feel like I'm gonna burden you. Yeah. Oh yeah. With that. Mm. But and that's the thing, and I I know you can. You probably feel this way, Megan. It's like let's let's get this out and then resolve it mm-hmm. and that's been the hardest mm-hmm. part is i've been having to take your approach tra- approach travis in that like i need to take a second and just listen mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and one thing breaths. that he's done recently is he'll ask like do you want my advice mm-hmm. or do you just want to be comforted mm-hmm. and that's that has good. been so impactful that's good um, because points. I never, it's not like you can tell, it's like, oh, when I raise this eyebrow, I want you to give me advice. Or like, right. like there's no real signs. It's just like, I don't know. It changes. Wait, mm-hmm. is that a thing? Should I be looking for that? For the eyebrow. Yes, it's my are left you doing, eyebrow. Are you doing like the rock? Like... I can't even do that. I don't think the I can either. <laughs> I'm like, just like raising my eyebrows. I really <laughs> wish there was video. <laughs> 
just like squinting. <laughs> um, so I don't know about you, but I was thinking about switching gears just a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Um, going towards like kind of like the negative viewpoint. Of... Well, can I? Okay. Before we do that, before we, go, I know where you're going. You're going to the police force, right? Yes. Yeah. No. Let's 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 before <laughs> no. we go there. What's been different about the day shift? Is there mm. been anything that? Mm. Oh, I did have a question too about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> In one moment, we will get to that. Yeah. Um, has be a lot anything... of editing. No, we're not editing this. <laughs> we're keeping all this in. This is Even all this part. Just but, um, us. but has there been anything recently now that he's able to be on the day shift that you guys have found? Maybe you guys have been able to come closer together in certain things. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's nice with like, being on day shift and then also having decent days off. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. has been great. We laugh about it now, but like Megan had planned all of the fall. Basically, every weekend was all planned oh, out. Yeah, and I, Megan's like hung out with gonna, us. Thank you. Oh, of course, a few yes. times. Thank you. We Farmers had market. A fall together in like a year in and two a half or three years or something. Yeah, Jeez. it was crazy. So I was I love fall. So yeah, fall I was like was in the like, shower one time. She's like, we need to plan out our fall. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's <laughs> March. <everyone>. Yeah. <laughs> But which was good because people asked me to do stuff. I'm like, well, let me check the calendar my wife made. So, exactly. um, yeah, so it, it, very different. Like we can we can go out. We can go on a run at the park. We mm. can, you know, have our Saturdays together to go grocery shopping together. So she's not hauling up, you know, all the groceries by herself <laughs> or, um, you know, you just have date nights. And, right. and even for me seeing friends and, you know, I can see friends even days I work, I get mm. off and I have the night free. Yeah. Um, and that shows yeah. the intentionality for when you are like time starved and you don't have time together, intentionality is needed. Mm-hmm. But then also when you do have a lot of time together, intentionality is still needed. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, it was interesting when we did switch, like getting used to having that much time with each other again. Um, and because at that point she was still, I think during day shift, I think you were still at home due to oh, yeah, COVID. COVID stuff, mm. working was, from home. And so, hard. yeah, and I have three oh. days where we were both together constantly, which we mm. hadn't had a <laughs> were year. Were just like, hey, hey, what are you mean, doing? I don't, I think <laughs> I was just used to, I like compartmentalizing certain things. Sure. And so I was used to like going Quiet to apartment. work, having that be right. work and then coming home and being like, okay, now I'm in like mm. wife mode or whatever. Mm. And so having those be intertwined where like he's around when I'm, on the phone doing calls and stuff was like just mentally really hard for me and i can't even pinpoint why but it was just frustrating large personality yeah (laughs) he didn't even do anything wrong he's in the corner right staring at like doing laundry and then she kind of gives me this look i'm like i'm sorry well it was loud (laughs) we have a loud Um, you're vacuuming talking on the phone but that's like a whole different thing like covid (laughs) scenario with him being home all day um but yeah, definitely we had more. We've had more time awesome. to like do things, go mm-hmm. grocery shopping. I hate grocery shopping, so we do that together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just little things like that that are just like doing life with each other, we're able to do, and I just I'm I appreciate that. Right. And Robin, like you said, it's still being just as intentional because now sometimes we have all this free time together, and it's like instead of just sitting around not knowing what we're gonna do, like we have some nights where we just we eat dinner, we binge watch a show, yeah. and then all night, and then. That's our night, but it's still being just as intentional with all this time that we have. How do we want to spend it together right. um, mm. and planning that out? So, I mean, it's been great. It's been really good. I like the schedule. Um, yeah, and it's been great for our marriage, too. So, one of the things that's super common with military couples is when 
the or long distance couples Mm -hmm. anyone who where they're they go from a drastic change of no time together to a normal amount of time together there is a reintegration phase Mm -hmm. that is hard for people to overcome because not that you lived like you were single but you didn't live rotating around the other person yeah. or you yep. didn't have exactly. to plan with lines, the other basically. person. Yeah. Right. Now you're working yep. at home and he's there doing yeah. laundry. Honestly, do, you, do you have any but, advice to anyone of like how to work through that reintegration or <laughs> Well, it's funny because like I think that? last night we were just talking about this, how it's some something that we still have to work on. Because um, I, I mean, yeah, it's trying to figure out how to include that person more in, in your life. And because, mm-hmm. you know, we're married, it's not our own separate lives. And like, so we talked about this last night where we don't want it to be where we're living our separate lives with like a roommate basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having that person there and it, it's integrating each other in your life and finding common hobbies. And, um, so it, it's something that we still work on because there's some weekends where we just don't do anything. We mm-hmm. just sit around and, you know, kind of just chill. But then, there are other nights that we want to be intentional and, you know, we don't watch TV. We sit there and talk for a little bit or, you know, right. watch TV afterwards, but just having some intentional time with each other. Um, yeah. It's all about the communication. It goes back to that. So Megan, you had started your master's when you guys were engaged, when mm-hmm. Travis work, was working night shifts and then he went to day shifts. Did you take less classes to have more time to spend with them? No. <laughs> My class rotation was pretty much based on the amount I needed to graduate in okay. like two years. But I mean, I, I just had so much time like by myself mm-hmm. <laughs> that it didn't even matter like how many classes I was in because I pretty much had full weekends okay. by myself unless I was like hanging out with a friend for like a few hours or right. something. Because um, even on the days he was... He was asleep. Okay. Yeah. So he would sleep um, and wake up around like dinner time, like four okay. or something. So we'd... Um, get up and make dinner together and then he'd right. leave so like pretty much the whole day from when i woke up to when i to when he woke up i, I try to do homework that mm-hmm. whole time so that once he woke up um we could do whatever we needed to right. do so mm-hmm. yeah it kept me pretty pretty busy when i needed to be but then i was able to kind of create a schedule for myself around like his schedule so, um, so it, it was hard to have you know our own schedules and then to go back to being essentially a married couple with a normal schedule. Right. Um, I mean, it, it helped that Megan was very planned out and, Hey, these are the times we're going to hang out with Megan Robin. And these are the times that we're going to mm-hmm. hang out with, you know, other people and mm-hmm. do these things and have our own date nights. And um, so being very intentional with each other and o- that open communication with, well, is this what you want to do? Would you rather do this? How are you feeling? Uh, we just want a chill day this week or, you know, whatever it is. Um, um, yeah, it I asked- a lot. Yeah, I also think it's important to be gracious with that transition, um, like, as well as communicative, because there were definitely, like, um, times where I felt super overwhelmed, like, I had no time for myself. So, like, Mm. when going from, like, having so much time with yourself and just doing everything alone to basically having this person around all of the time was it was a big transition for me and mm-hmm. i just needed to kind of communicate communicate even when he it was nice because he's like i want to hang out with you i want to do all these things yeah and it was really sweet but at some points i was like i just need to not be around another human not necessarily right. you but just like another <laughs> right. human because i'm not used to it so um he was really good about being gracious to me when i communicated like hey i just need to go into the bedroom and be alone for the rest of the night right. if that's right. okay it, it um, was like a giant swing of the pendulum of 
not having any time together to we have all this time together and you know we each have our own separate interests and you know, we both um that you know once a month twice a month whatever like we just like a little bit of time to ourselves to do our own thing and you know you don't have to always be around your husband or wife constantly it was almost like being remarried again yeah and I think uh, typically the idea is when there's time apart, when there's long distance relationships, like you have to fill up your schedule, create new hobbies and things like yeah. that. And the fear is that it's mm-hmm. an unhealthy hobby. But a lot of times it can be a very healthy hobby, mm-hmm. like self-care, just time mm-hmm. alone where yep. you get used to just thinking by yourself and things mm-hmm. like that. So if it was an unhealthy hobby, yeah, then yeah, that makes sense. When mm. you reunite, it's like, well, we have to get rid of that unhealthy hobby. You shouldn't right. have had it to begin with. But what do you do when it's a healthy hobby? Because mm. that was like, that was, I, I don't know if we talked about it on podcast or if this was just a conversation we had in general. I don't remember. It's all blur. Um, <laughs> but we had talked about when Robin was, I mean, she was gone for a month. And it so it wasn't that long. Um, but we both kind of got in our own, um, routines routines yeah yeah i think we did just talk about this but um you know i was doing stuff all the time you know i woke up in the morning and then i went to work and then i came home and you know all this stuff and then when robin came back it was a little weird to have that mm-hmm. individual back yeah. and it which which sounds so weird as a married couple and it right? sounds like it, it's like hurtful and it's yeah. like well, are you even married but yeah but I, I think that's sort of natural because we are, I would argue, habitual creatures. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when we get in our habits of doing things, whether it's together or individually, you know, and then something kind of screws up that mm-hmm. habit. I don't want to, obviously, you never screwed anything up, Robin. <laughs> but like, you know, that, you that change, um, it kind of affects us maybe in different ways than you think or would have thought. I think it depends on the personality. Like I think Mm -hmm. if we're talking about like me and you, I think we probably think along the same line. Like if we have a routine and somebody like something gets thrown into that, it's like instant frustration. Like, but you don't want to be frustrated because you love the person and like you want to spend time with them, but you weren't ready for the interruption to your, to your life and to your schedule. It's like, Oh wait, I have to do this thing. I planned out what now I need to, talk to you after dinner for three hours like you know what i mean but, <laughs> pivot. i used to this yeah i have to oh. pivot I was and gonna... i'm more like where i like a schedule i think it's nice it like keeps things calm but at the same time like if we have to throw it out the window it's like okay <laughs> we'll just throw it out the window so like having you those, <laughs> having those two different you. things where it's like i don't understand why this is so hard for you right now yeah. right like yeah. i'm your wife that's a good point and you're like i don't understand why you're interrupting my schedule right now <laughs> uh I'm spending three hours with you. It's like, isn't that it's enough? Like you, you just had zero hours with me, so three hours right. is a good improvement. But, um, but yeah. All right. Cut back to Robin now. She transitions <laughs> to her next so, topic. <laughs> so there's a lot of things with any job. There's like yeah. uh, a culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that the police force has a specific type of culture. Mm-hmm. And there has definitely been culture as in within it and then how people view it so talking about those two things separately about how the culture inside the police force can be towards marriages whether it's Mm -hmm. pro or not and then how society views a police officer has impacted your marriage especially in this past year with everything happening um yeah so i mean like any other 
kind of job um, or career, they, you have all different kinds of people. Um, and same, same with the police force. I've met a lot of great people, um, people who are some of the smartest, strongest, you know, uh, most caring people I've ever met. And then obviously there, there are people that, you know, only concerned about themselves. Right. And when it comes to marriage, um, cops don't have a great track record of mm-hmm. marriage. And you've got those that are paying child support for like three different marriages and mm. you know it's it, getting divorced constantly and there's a culture of um you know just being very uh i know, know a lot of people that you know aren't don't have great marriages you know right aren't very uh I'm trying to get the word i'm looking for but it, people that cheat on their wives or their husbands committed. and yeah <laughs> yeah they're, they're not very committed and um, do you think that is due to the individuals themselves or them navigating the schedules of a police police I, officer i think you would be a mixture of both i think you know you're working with the same people constantly um and especially on like a midnight schedule you're you know, sometimes you have some downtime and you're just hanging out with people um and you know you're not seeing your spouse as often um so and, and it's not that you know everybody's cute with everybody it's not like it's a um gigantic just dating pool or anything mm-hmm. um but the culture towards marriage it, there are a lot of um, non-Christians, obviously. I would say non-Christians, like it's a label, like it's a bad thing or right. anything. But people who don't have the same views as I do on marriage. Um, remember getting engaged to Megan and lots of people saying, oh, well, you know, there's your first mistake of getting engaged and, <laughs> yeah. you know, just don't have a great view on marriage. Whereas, you know, I still had a few people who were like, no, like, love being married to my wife and you know without my wife i couldn't make it through this job which i agree wholeheartedly megan has been super supportive um the whole time through the academy through training phases um have been very very supportive and i think it's the best thing I, without her and without my relationship with christ i, mm-hmm. I couldn't do this job right um so yeah it's, uh, there's a culture of you know kind of talking bad about your wife talking about the old ball and chain if you were yeah mm-hmm. this were and um so right you know obviously don't view you that way, Megan. Um, it's <laughs> the ball and chain. Um, but you yeah, better not, right? <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it can, it can be hard to do when you have a lot of people who don't have the same religious views as you. Um, and you know, when you come across some of the things that we do, there's sometimes it's you know there's a lot of death, and sometimes it's just a mundane kind of day. Um, it's all kinds of ups and downs. So, but when you see some of the things that we do and you see it constantly, it tends to change people's opinion. People get very cynical, um, get very, uh, just down and, um, a cynical view of everyone in the world, which, I mean, I've found myself having to fight that at times. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the same thing goes with their marriages. They feel like they can't share some things with their husband or wife or that they don't want to and they end up bottling it up and, Mm. you know, it, it, it shows itself in different ways whether it be cheating on their husband or wife or a lot of people addicted to alcohol. alcohol um, yeah. yeah. It, like I said, I, if you don't watch out for it and if I didn't have my relationship that I do with Megan and with Christ, um, be burnout already, you know, three yeah. years on be burnout. Um, so I guess I have two questions. Well, one is kind of like a statement, like what you were saying, how people see it. Um, like the things that you see mm-hmm. i'm sure no one calls the um police to say hey come look at our great marriage right yeah <laughs> they we... call when like there's a spouse who's like yeah. attacking the other person yeah. and you Domestic. get all these negative viewpoints of marriage it's like i just keep seeing it over and over again like right. it's just failing 
And then yeah, no um, one calls us for a good day. You know? No, when we get called for Thanksgiving, it's not because someone wants to share some of the turkey with us. It's because <laughs> someone's you know threatened someone else with a knife or something. Right. You know, someone didn't like the other dessert or I. You know, it could be anything and everything. The turkey was too usually, dry. Right. <laughs> usually, when people call us, it's on some of the worst days of their lives. Yeah. So you see a lot of negative aspects of marriage, not just through the people that you work with, right? But the people that you interact with because of your work. Mm-hmm. And then because of all the negative things that you see, like you said, people can bottle it up and not share it with their spouse. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's things, whether you've experienced it now or in the future, like there'll be things that you either don't want to share with Megan just because they are very painful or because you're worried about how she'll respond to it. So would you, um, what do you, what do you think about like counseling? Do you think that that would replace the role of Megan or do you think that that would add to your marriage? for someone who goes through traumatic experiences like that? Um, yeah, I think it would add to it. I, there hadn't really been anything that I haven't felt comfortable sharing with Megan. I think it's been great to share, hey, this is something horrible that I saw last night. Um, you know, in, in just, don't have to share all the gory details or anything, but hey, right. could you be praying for me? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a big shift um, that at least I've seen within the police department that, hey, counseling is a good thing you need to talk about it even if you know you feel like you're doing fine it's good just to just in case you never know um and i mean luckily there's hasn't really been anything that's been super traumatic or anything you know you've seen some some terrible things but um nothing that i feel like for me personally i've had to you know talk to somebody else and i'll talk to people say hey you might praying for me Mm -hmm. um Mm. but i think there's been a big shift with you know there was kind of this stigma even just in the world itself of, you know, yeah. if you're going to counseling, oh, she's got something wrong with you then. No. Yeah. And I've known plenty of people who, just to be safe, just talk to somebody, to have somebody to talk to. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And same with, with police officers. We can be very type crazy, type A. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, want to, to appear that nothing affects us, but right. that's not true at all. Because um, yeah. I know, like, hearing it from my dad, the old breed, so to speak, it's like, no one did that right no yeah. one we even got now in our department that if you go through a, a traumatic event whether it be an officer involved shooting or mm-hmm. um something like the um the mass shooting that we had mm-hmm. back in 2019 um mm-hmm. everybody you at least go to one yeah. group counseling sort of thing everybody talks about it um which is good um yeah because and, prior to that it was you were probably made fun of if you went to counseling oh yeah I have no doubts. Yeah. And it's great because the city that I work for, they offer you know, free counseling if you need it. Right. Um, mm. If, you know, you were involved with anything. E- even even if you weren't involved with anything, you just want someone to talk to, then, you know, they're very supportive with that, which I think is a good thing. Because like yeah. I said, there's been plenty of people who, you know, people handle different situations differently. Um, you know, some people can handle it well, and then the small thing they can't handle well, or it could be vice versa. Um, so it could be seeing a death in a, in a car accident versus, you know, being involved in an officer-involved shooting. Both those can be very traumatic mm-hmm. to anybody. Um, and so there's that free counseling, which I, I think is, is great because it's it's better safe than sorry. It's better to talk to somebody, and I tell everybody it's better to talk to somebody because talking to Megan's been great, and it's helped me to get how I'm feeling out, and so it's not all bottled up. And it, it also helps me to um, kind of understand how or why I'm feeling a certain way because if I can – talk about it out loud to somebody and talk through it then i start to realize hey this is why i'm feeling this way this is why it affected me so much mm-hmm. um so yeah. it's been great i'm a huge counseling advocate like <laughs> you have to talk about things for sure and i will say um for anyone else who is maybe married to a police officer or thinks about that um it also depends on the person and the what you discuss as a couple 
of what you want to know. So that's a conversation Mm -hmm. that we had when he started as like talking about difficult subjects or difficult things that he may see. Um, And I said, hey, like I want to I want to know, like if you're comfortable telling me, like I don't need to know what everything looked like you know i just need to know generally what happened so that i know how to best serve you and just be aware of mentally how you're doing um and if if it's something that you just can't talk to me about um just say hey today was really hard and i just need xyz from you and don't even have to talk about it but then in that situation like if you're not if he's not going to talk to me about it, like he needs to talk to somebody, whether mm. it's another officer who understands where he's coming from, who gets the context or like a counselor, um, just because that kind of stuff really, it shouldn't just be something you burden alone, um, which is kind of the point of marriage, you know, to share, to share burdens. And so if he can't share it with me, you know, he needs to talk to somebody. Right. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, there have been plenty of people I've talked to about things that I've seen that are also cops that, you know, have been through that and kind of know what it's like, but all those things I've also talked to Megan about. It's not that, you know, she has done the job or anything. I don't think that's kept me from talking to her about it. Cause she's very wise, a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, she didn't even have to have that experience. Right. You don't have to have someone that's also been a cop. I think it's helpful because if they've been through it, they can help you through it, mm-hmm. whatever helped them. But like I said, Megan's very wise, very smart. She's helped me through things that, She's never seen and will probably never have to deal with, but she's just the kind of person that's, again, a lot smarter than I am, so knows how to handle it better than I do. Thanks. Have you found that there's been any times that you're worried? Like, not only maybe about Travis, but for him? Like, I know things have been crazy the past year, especially when it comes to society and the sentiment towards law enforcement um yeah you know has that affected you and your your outlook at all i think in the very beginning so before we were even married um that was really hard i was also a different place in life but um i i literally prayed so much like before he even started um because I, it was really worrisome. Like I would hear like sirens going to bed or something like that. Mm. And it was kind of like more of like a worst case scenario thing that I was always thinking, which necessarily wasn't really like healthy. Right. Um, and so in the beginning when I didn't really understand some of the, it not to like downgrade it all because it's definitely a difficult job, but like right. there are days where like you just don't do a lot, you know, and, mm-hmm. and until you're like a part of it and know the ins and outs of yeah. someone's job, you always imagine the kind of the worst of, of mm-hmm. it all and like all the bad things that could happen and then you're in it and you're living it and you're like, oh, there are some like really mundane days and like that's comforting. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is that most of the days are mundane. It's just when stuff happens and stuff pops off, that's usually the worst case scenario right yeah so for example like recently with um like what's happening in just the world and like recent like riots around where we're at um that was something that he got sent to and in the summer and that was really worrisome for Mm -hmm. me i remember um just getting the text and being like oh man okay like not really expecting that at all um and so then I texted my family and I was like hey could you guys please pray for Travis he's down at this place tonight um they're dealing with like a lot of writing and so I just I didn't know what that was gonna look like like I didn't know if that meant violence or peace or what until I 
turn on the news and it was a lot of violence um and so I remember ca- talking to my mom like she called me and um one of those things where I was like oh I was trying to make it like oh it's not like a big deal I don't even know what's happening yet but then I just kind of like cried and talked to her mm-hmm. about it and I was like you know it's just hard um and at that moment it was kind of like the culmination of like this instance specifically but then the fact that like half of America hates your husband you know and Mm -hmm. they don't even know him like that was difficult for me to to kind of just feel the weight that he was feeling of like no one wants to go to work every day and know that half the people you might help that day like hate you or might hate you on social media or something like that like Mm -hmm. I think that's just a really hard burden to bear and to kind of like to rise above and be like you know what I'm gonna I'm going to care about all the people that I talked to today. Um, I think that's just amazing that police officers can do that. And I'm sure it's not perfect every single day. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that that specific moment was definitely hard for me and was worrisome. But it's not every day. You know, Um, there's balance for sure. And I think that's something that I I wanted to ask is like how how do you deal? Maybe not deal is the right word. (laughs) You know where I'm going. How How do you show you know how do you show that love to people <laughs> when you love. when you really there's this part of you that you right. just don't you want let, to yeah right? honestly you yeah, know no, if, no if, i agree um it can be hard when you're constantly facing the same you hear the same thing i mean yeah. being down certain parts of the city constantly you hear the same thing yeah. um it it can be rough cuz i've had to to catch myself a lot you know when you hear the same thing constantly I mean, like my wife said you're constantly being hated and they don't even know you. Um, you know, walking down and um, people lashing out. And you have to understand, and what we've been told a lot, and what I, I came to understand is that they don't hate you, they hate the uniform you wear. Um, it's something yeah. that's been big, which is, I think, very true. Because, um, I mean, if I were just walking down the street, they wouldn't be yelling at me. It's just the uniform I wear. What it represents as a whole, unfortunately, you have a few people who have tainted um what a police officer is, what it should be. And I by no means think that every officer is perfect. We all right. have flaws. We're all human. Um, we're just held to a higher standard. And I think some people don't meet that and they should. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it can be hard. I think I know that I have a, a God given call for this job. Mm-hmm. I know that the Lord's called me to it and it's to help people. Yeah. Right. I enjoy locking bad people up. <laughs> One of the greatest parts, <laughs> you know, you, you find right. somebody that, is beating on their husband or wife and you know is a major uh pos right let's go with that (laughs) um some of the worst of society and it's great you get to lock them up you get to have some sense of justice but a lot of it too is people who uh just need help whether it be in a a mental crisis or um you know hey i'm lost can you give me some directions give me a ride it's a whole mix of everything and i think it's showing love to those people even if it's not in a typical you know, giving advice, showing love, hey, you know, you're loved by Christ, whatever it may be. It's, I know God's given me this call for um, helping people out. Mm-hmm. I mean, and helping people out could look like a thousand different ways. Hey, um, you know, you're going through uh, this um, this mental crisis or you're going through, you know, you just lost your job, lost your house. Here are all these resources that we have, but also here are some church resources. Here are mm-hmm. some other resources. Um like I know I've talked to David about that before with yeah. um, with his campus. And so it, it it's a thousand different ways. And part of that, too, is um, not lashing out when 
you know, just being reminded that everybody I come across, no matter how the how they act, um, how they act towards me, towards each other, they're still a human. They were still created by God in His image, all children of God. And I think that was one of the hardest things for me to realize because, you know, you kind of get ingrained with this salty personality, right. this very um, burnt out personality of, you know, everybody you come across as a police officer, they're, they're terrible people. It's not true. Not true at all. Um, each and every one is a unique person that was created by God. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they're going through a mental crisis, they committed a crime, whatever it is. And I think it's helped change my perspective on how I treat people. Because yeah. mm. I know my heart behind the job. I don't know every other officer's heart behind the job, but I know my heart is to serve people, to serve God in what I do. And like I said, great part. Get to lock people up. Awesome. <laughs> Get to drive a car, carry a gun, whatever else. It's yeah. a very American thing. But... <laughs> But at the same time, I know that God's called me to this to, right. to help people. And I, I've seen things on the news with, um, you know, growing up and in high school, seeing terrorist attacks in, yep. in Europe and how the police handled that or just, you know, mass shooters, different places. Like, I want to help those people. Right. I want to be the guy that, that goes in, saves those people. And not like a, you know, I'm a hero sort of thing. It's more of I want to be able to help people in the times that they need it most. Yeah. Um, and I think being reminded of that and still having that perspective, um, I think has been super helpful with everything going on. Cause I'm not doing it for myself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something I've had to constantly remind myself. People don't like me fine. It's ultimately not my problem. Right. Um, if you don't like me, I'm going to treat you the same way that I treat everybody else. Right. I'm going to treat you the same way that the person who held a barbecue for the, for the police department. I'm going to treat you the same way, even though you hate me. Right. I, you know. I'm here to serve you, and I know what God has called me to do. Therefore, I'm going to do it for him, not for you. Right. And I think ultimately that makes it easier because you're not doing it to serve that. Because if you're doing it to please that person and they spit at you and cuss you out, yeah. then you're going to say, screw it, don't care. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but if you do it for someone who, um, you know, do it for the Lord that you know this is what he's called you to do, mm-hmm. then it, it ends up being a lot better and you, you don't right. get fulfillment out of, you know, people patting you on the back saying, good job, you know, appreciate what you do, which is nice. I mean, it's always nice to hear, hey, we appreciate you, you know, after a whole summer of we hate you and hate what you wear and what you stand for. But at the same time, it's also not why I do it. Right. That's not your driving factor. Right. And I think when I, like, accepted Christ, I definitely got lulled into this idea or created this idea. I don't know how I got this idea Mm -hmm. of in order to be a good Christian, you need to be something that was ordained by the church. Right. Like that needs to be your career. That needs to be, or at least you need to be volunteering and doing that at least once a week. Mm -hmm. Like that was kind of my viewpoint. I don't know where I came from. It just kind of is what it is. Sure. But that's not how, that's not how it is. Like God places Mm -hmm. us all across the world and into every single aspect because if Christians just stayed in the church, Mm -hmm. then the church would never grow. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. No, agreed. And it, a lot of people who are struggling and find themselves involved with law law, law enforcement. <laughs> you can do it. They, sometimes they're just in like the lowest parts of their life. It doesn't mean that their entire being is terrible. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for you to be able to be there as a Christian and maybe you don't even just, you don't say the word God or something like that, but just showing your heart mm-hmm. is being a light for yeah. Yeah, Jesus. That, that, it's one of the biggest mission fields that I can think of because yeah. like you said, it's you come across some of the, the worst people or some of the people that are on the worst days of their lives. Right. Mm. They're feeling suicidal because 
everything has collapsed around them. And it's being the one person to listen and not just say, hey, I'm here for you. I want to make sure you're okay. It's actually meaning it as well mm-hmm. and showing that. You know, say, being willing to listen to somebody for a half hour, hour, two hours because, you know, their wife left them. They just lost their job, especially with, with COVID stuff going on. You know, mm. I lost my job. I don't have anything. But being someone who's there to listen and not be like, okay, yeah, hurry up. I, I get it. Feeling suicidal, whatever. No, it's being, <laughs> here's how I can help you. And even if it's, like I said, city resources, it's having those resources for them and being like, hey, this is what we have for you. Right. Um, doesn't have to, like you said, you don't have to say God, you don't have to say Christian, you don't have to say, you know, you have to go to a church. No, it's just here are the resources that we have that I know, and I think this is going to be able, what's going to be able to help you. Right. Um, because and, so yeah. often, like, you know, just being that light, you shine so bright. You don't, you don't, again, you don't have to do much. And, mm-hmm. you know, what is it? You can see a light bulb from like three miles away in the dark. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's so funny because when there's so much darkness around you, just that simple act, you know, and it, it's like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's how you um, handle those situations that can often be the greatest like evangelism. Right. right. So to speak. And, and the same thing goes with even just within the police department itself. Cause yeah. I mean, you can be just standing apart by, not being super um, crusty, salty, you know, <laughs> that old that old guy that's been there for 25, 30 years and is just hardened by everything and jaded. Right. Um, there's a guy in our department who hadn't been on that long, but he's always happy, always telling people good morning, always smiling, and he, he sticks out. Yeah. And everybody knows who he is. Everybody loves him because he's just, he's not jaded. He's not, mm. you know, super salty about everything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have... Um, you know, his hard heart towards people. He's legitimately there to help people. Um, and it, come to find out, he's going through one of the worst times of his life. Mm. He's, you know, basically trying to help his family survive, his parents and everything else, and, you know, barely making it. But he's also the happiest person you will ever meet. Yeah. And I think I, I think you had said it at one point, like, you stand out just because you don't say anything about, about right. your wife. <laughs> you don't even have to, like, go above and beyond just by, right. like, not doing... <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. by like not doing it's, those crummy things or bad right. things or just not going with the flow, mm-hmm. you stand out. Right. Yeah, or so even like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, even at like my work, oftentimes just doing the basics, just mm-hmm. doing your job mm-hmm. like makes you stand out. And it's like, that's not, something's right. not right easy. here. Right. Something's <laughs> not right here. And it's not to talk bad about any of our coworkers or anything yeah. because like I said, a lot of people that I work with, the greatest people I've ever met yes. and the most caring people. But when everything is done from a Christian perspective, you're ultimately going to stick out. Yep. I got you. What were you going to say, Megan? Um, I was going to say like, it, it's a diff. like if someone, if everyone's talking about, you know, their wife in a negative way or something like that, like all you have to do is not join in yeah. in order yeah. for mm. them to be like, why aren't you saying bad things? Like, it's like weird that you're not gossiping with yeah. everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is like, I mean, and that's a hard, I feel like in some situations it's a hard thing to do. Like it's an integrity move to be like, actually in this situation, like even if I did something really annoying before he went to work or something like that, it could be really easy just to like vent. Right. But yeah, in that moment, joke. Right. And like, but, but knowing, like having the knowledge that like other people probably aren't joking, they're being serious. Like you want, Mm. you want to kind of be like, oh, you know what? I have a bigger impact to these people by not saying anything and like being a light like that than I do 
trying to like actively correct you know or yeah. something like that mm. cool. yeah cool well I, I guess there was one last question and I know you were looking outside of the area at a job eventually. yeah you were just job searching all over mm-hmm. um and you weren't like sure where you would end up landing mm-hmm. but it would cause you to move away and travis you currently are working on a career mm-hmm. in the police force and although that could be transfer like there's police everywhere yeah moving like uprooting your career and going to somewhere else to follow megan that's that's an interesting conversation oh yeah and it's a longer conversation that we've had multiple times <laughs> yeah um, it's happened a lot um well because i remember when we first started dating you still wanted to like work over overseas at times and that was an interesting con- conversation to have too as even just as a dating couple but yeah even married couples i mean there are cops everywhere so i think i'll be good and, yeah and that's the main thing for me is that i know my job i can pretty much do wherever yeah um well and i would say it, it hasn't always been that easy like no when we first it definitely got married um and i was like have wasn't finished with my master's yet but was you know starting to finish it get go job searching and stuff like there were definitely places that he was not willing to move oh, yeah. initially. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. don't think he wanted to move at all. And it no, was definitely true. one of, like, my initial prayers, like, in our marriage mm-hmm. that was pretty consistent. That was more of, like, Lord, just please align our hearts. Like, not even mm-hmm. change his to be exactly what I, I'm doing because we had to learn to kind of dream together instead of having our dreams be separate and right, right. include each other. That was a, an interesting thing to learn. <laughs> um but yeah, we, we've learned a lot over the past like year and a half about how to dream together. And the Lord's also changed his heart a lot mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. be okay with the changes that might come with my job. Um, and he's he's been really great about showing me that he's on board. Because I think what um, – I'm like a two on the Enneagram, which is like oh, a helper. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, but I am always – looking to help other people and to make sure they're okay and they're going to be fine before I like focus on myself and so my worry is always that he doesn't resent me later or Mm. that he's going to be okay with whatever we decide and so I'm always worried about how my choices affect him and and he's really good at kind of spotting that and being like hey I'm on board like we're a team like we're doing this together Um, we're going to make these decisions together Mm -hmm. um and I've definitely had to learn to um, to be less my dream and you're coming with me. And <laughs> more like, let's dream together in a way right. that's unified. Yeah. Which I think the Lord's changed both of our hearts. Because he's definitely changed mine. I'm not, I don't do great with change, which is kind of ironic for my job. Because um, <laughs> nothing's ever the same. But um, like anticipating change, I don't do well with. Once I'm there and experiencing change, fine, I'll deal with it, whatever. Right. But it's anticipating it. So thinking because i've lived in this area my uh, hanford's area my whole life mm-hmm. um so thinking of moving outside of that was was new to me was odd um but then even just dreaming with megan and thinking oh mm. we could do these different things and we could have somewhere with more stable weather like what's that like <laughs> you know and well, maybe apparently even, nowhere across the country well, apparently. Right, yeah, yeah, true. True, we've true. talked about texas and apparently they get snow still so whatever apparently lord um, oh, but yeah so it, like the lord's definitely changed my heart to be more willing to to look at different options because yeah. ultimately it's it's not about me mm-hmm. it's it's what we want to do together and it's dreaming together different careers we both right. have um 
very big passions with what we want to do and big careers. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I like, I really like, I love the idea of being able to both have our own careers and passions that we love doing and find very fulfilling. Um, and I think it's rewarding no matter where we go. Yeah. Um, mm. Home is not just a place. As long as I'm with Megan, that's where my home is. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, I I feel that because there was a time in our dating, um, engagement and marriage relationship that I was thinking for myself, one hundred percent about Nick's dream, yep. and not Nick and Robin's dream, and that. The Lord definitely, um, I was going to be kind of nice in the way I described, but he just punched me in the face and was like, yeah. <laughs> actually, no, it's not all about you. Yeah, actually. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting, yeah. like the idea of dreaming together because you, you were dreaming, yeah. but your dream was like you doing your own thing, but I was just with you. Yeah. So like mm, that's different. Yeah. So I love the idea of dreaming together because mm-hmm. like I could have a dream. It was like, oh, I'm doing this. And then Nick's just like right there with me. Yeah. But then he's doing the exact same thing. But what we like, what I imagine Nick doing is not what he imagined himself doing, right. and then vice versa. So I think uh, one of the things that like is that can be very difficult for people who have never dreamed together, and they life has just kind of worked out where they can keep doing their own things and they just end up staying together. Mm-hmm. But when something like pulls them out of that and they're dreaming together, like it just didn't happen, so now they're mm-hmm. struggling with it. I think that that is such a good way to like navigate a situation like that. Like if you find yourself where you're both headed in different directions, you're like, our marriage is falling apart. Or you think is like, well, maybe, maybe just, we were never compatible to begin with. Like maybe this Mm. was a bad decision Mm -hmm. and going back to the idea of like, well, are you dreaming together? Like it's one thing to dream and have the other person in your dream. Mm-hmm. But yeah. are you dreaming together? Write that down. Like that. That's a good quote. <laughs> but that's a good could... sign. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's like one of those things of you can start off small. Like you had said, like just dreaming of a place to live with stable weather. Yeah. <laughs> like right. starting yeah. off small and then you can build off Anywhere it. But Hampton Road. <laughs> Literally, probably San Diego is probably the only place in the whole country which. Isn't it like snowing right now? <laughs> Is it? Uh, and then <laughs> it's like a huge snowstorm. That's Texas. Oh, no, the California did too. Well, yeah. we're safe nowhere, so yeah. yeah. But like that, like just like starting off small. Florida. I was like, okay, let's like right. actually sit down, like discuss. Like I think yeah. we're on the same page, but is this actually yeah. what you'd be okay with? This? Because when yeah. we sat down and actually talked about it, it was like, ping, yeah, like oh, two we different directions. Yeah, because it hit you, almost hit you. But we had we had talked about kids. And I thought we were kind of on the same page with that. And my page was, you know, like within the next year. And his page was, well, once my career is settled. I was like, yeah. well, that means like three years from now. So that's like, like we had the exact same dream of kids, but it wasn't the same because the timelines were different. Well, yeah, really she she got out. her way. Yeah, she got yeah. her way. <laughs> It worked out for somebody. Two days today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bouncing yeah. on a ball to get this baby out. Yeah, Thanks whenever. For not having the baby tonight while we're here because I feel like that's just. Well, there's still time, so. Ooh, nope, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's been, and that's the biggest thing I've realized, and I, I don't think the Lord could have picked a better time for me to not get my original dream than mm. last year, mm-hmm. with mm. everything that happened oh, yeah. and the. Um, you know, just the path that I would have been on if I had, you know, 
been blind and followed my own stuff without Robin, it it would have been completely different than where we are today. Obviously, but like in a very not good way. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, and it it is. Yeah. It, it always as long as um, you know you're following the Lord's heart and yeah. doing it together. It's always going to work out. I think we both realize that. And I think, you know, definitely since when we first got married and Megan talked about, you know, finding a job somewhere else and moving out of the area versus now, like, I think it's exciting thinking about, hey, look at all these places that we can go. Yeah. I'm very much a homebody. And now it's like, hey, we can go here or here or here. Don't leave. Well, don't leave. (laughs) Don't leave. Right away. I know. uh, You got a few more years now. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we'll buy a big plot of land and we can all build houses together. Build our compound. There we go. There we go. Not to get very Megan, Megan, and <laughs> Megan and Robin are just shaking their heads right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Travis and I are going to have like ten thousand rounds of ammo. They're going to dream together. Yeah, and then the yeah exactly. We're going to have our <laughs> Lagavulin uh, <laughs> cask. Anyways, our own brewery. But um, yeah, so I, I think it's very exciting. Um, but dreaming together is it. It definitely takes sacrifice to. Mm, yeah put down what you necessarily want and there's definitely compromise to where each person kind of gets what they want but or you know you have to be willing to sacrifice that though um and if you're both willing to sacrifice it doesn't work if one person's willing to sacrifice and the other isn't then you end up building resentment but if you're both willing to sacrifice um for each other and also for whatever the lord wants then it's it's going to work out great even if it doesn't look exactly like you want it very well could but um, as long as you're willing to lay down what you want, which I mean, I feel like both Megan and I are willing to do, I hope. Um, <laughs> then yeah, it's going to work out great. And I think it also turns into like you got to look at it at the look at it with a long haul personal mm-hmm. uh, perspective. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With the idea of um, sometimes one has to sacrifice, mm-hmm. and there is no compromise. Sometimes there's just situations like that. It's like, well, it's either like I this is the only job available to me mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. in a completely different town. And the other person's like, yeah, but I'm doing so well here. It's mm-hmm. like, but I, I can't work if I stay here. And sometimes there is no real compromise and one person needs to sacrifice more than the other, but it's keeping that in mind. And then later mm-hmm. on down the line being like, you know what? He sacrificed for me. So this is my time where I'm able to sacrifice for him. So I'm going to do that for him. Mm-hmm. But never should it turn into is like, Hey, I sacrificed for you. Right. So it's your <laughs> turn Keep to sacrifice. Who's done what? Yeah. Which, I mean, the situation you described is kind of like what we're dealing with right now, you know, where she's able to find a job versus where I'm able to find a job. Hers is a lot more strict as to, hey, we can, you know, your jobs are here, here, and here, mm-hmm. whereas mine are all over. So, <laughs> here, 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 yeah. here, here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much everywhere. Anywhere. Exactly. So, yeah. But yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to put you on the spot now. Um, <laughs> and we have two final questions that we ask. All of our guests, which has not been many, but <laughs> <laughs> had to be some of the first. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the first question is, what is the best piece of advice, marriage advice that you two have gotten so mm. far? Have gotten. Have gotten. Yes, have gotten. Oh, I feel like it's something from one of your grandmothers, probably. <laughs> mm. Oh, maybe it's probably something inappropriate for a grandma to say i'm like grandma is it like <laughs> her grandmother's had lots of children so yeah i was gonna yes, say something yes. about Feisty. you know helping yeah. helping oh, yeah. husbands and mm. whatnot she has had a lot of kids um <laughs> i mean the best advice that i think 
we've kind of figured out on our own is just communication that we mm-hmm. talked about before. Mm-hmm. Communication has been a very, very big thing for the two of us. Learning how to communicate, which we learned in David and Natalie's group. True. Um, different ways of communicating and um, just how important that actually is. Because without communication, and I know it sounds kind of cliche, but that's kind of the lifeblood of our relationship True. is if we can't communicate well, then things are getting misinterpreted. Um, you know, it, things end up bottling up if we're not communicating. It, it, it just, it does everything for a relationship to learn how to communicate well. Cause if you're not used to it, even once you're married, it's learning how to communicate with each other. And, you know, knowing that, well, I know Megan likes to get things, you know, squashed arguments right here now. So, mm-hmm. but she also knows that I like to think about it a little bit. So I'm not going to take my time just to piss her off um, <laughs> and think about things. I'm going to figure out what I want to say and in a loving way, and then we're going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, she's not going to rush me to say something. Um, right. So, but learning how we communicate and how to communicate well um, has been extremely great for our, our marriage. And you guys have talked about different ways that you've communicated all throughout it, throughout it, um, <laughs> before situations have arose. Mm-hmm. Talking about mm-hmm. kind of like a game plan of if something like this occurs, like feel free to talk to me about it. Like I want to be here and I want to mm-hmm. listen to you. And then during a situation when things arise, like walking in with a patient heart and then right. afterwards kind of doing like a recap of like, Hey, like this kind of happens mm-hmm. and not being one to judge when somebody tells you something, because you know, if I, if she brings something up to me and I get very defensive, then she's less likely to do that next time. Right. So yeah. looking at it with an open perspective on both sides to being willing to accept whether it be criticism or just this is how they feel. It doesn't, you know, you can't change how they feel. That may not have been what you meant when you said something or did something, but this is how they feel. You, you can't change that. So being willing to accept that and be open with it. Yeah, I mean, to accept the, the person as they are, not as you want them to be. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. just kind of not forcing your expectations on the other person and just communicating with what you have. And mm-hmm. it definitely is refining I think at least especially for me to kind of hear like different perspectives when we communicate better because we're not always on the same page like we definitely think differently about some things and so Mm -hmm. when we can communicate about them it definitely is challenging and that's one of the things that I loved about Travis before we got married is that we are opposite on some things so it makes me think about perspectives that I wouldn't have normally had um Mm -hmm. and I don't always want people to agree with me because sometimes I'm wrong (laughs) sometimes not very often (laughs) but would you agree that for you it would also be communication yeah or that I would say that's what we heard the most um I think one other important thing that was helpful in the beginning was my sister gave me um certain advice about like just not comparing your marriages to anyone else's, mm, you know, yep. like mm. you can, you can hear stories or get advice and like, that's what you want to do as a newlywed. Seek so many different people's advice, but there's, um, kind of caution to take that advice and apply it to your marriage rather than just taking it and being like, Oh, okay, I'll consider that and see if it's helpful. But I think there's a tendency sometimes to, to be like, Oh, we're going to do exactly that thing. Even though you're totally different people, your relationship (laughs) is totally different. Um, so that's really good advice we got, um, from my sister and a few of my family members because we got some advice that I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's great. (laughs) Um, so yeah, just kind of realizing that 
we can take advice, but we don't always have to apply it to our marriage. Right. So. Cool. Yep. Last question. Robin doesn't remember. The last question <laughs> is, what is one piece of advice either both of you would give or each individually to um, maybe a engaged couple or a dating couple for marriage advice? I know, you know, mm. all four of us have a lot of experience oh, in marriage. So much. You know, cumulative. Yeah, combined. Exactly. So, I mean. Again, communication. I yep. think it's never too early to start on that. I think it's especially for a dating couple if you're you know, not living together or anything. Communication is even more important. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think for. I mean, for engaged, I would say, like, definitely premarital counseling or do Ooh, some kind yeah. of um, group with other people who right. are kind of going through the same thing as you. But premarital counseling is, I mean, irre- irreplaceable. Like, I know some people choose not to do it or don't have the time and that's fine but if you can it just prompts you to to talk about things you probably never would have talked Mm -hmm. about or like you're afraid to i mean there are still things now that i'm like i think about and i'm like oh man i'm kind of afraid to bring that up like Mm. and it's some things can be awkward like we're human and so you need other people to prompt Mm. those things and make you talk about the really uncomfortable stuff and and it's good to talk to to counselors who like we had um our pastors um (laughs) talk to them and it's for they, they brought up things that we didn't even think about yeah and so if you don't know you don't know but it's good because it kind of helped us view how we're going to handle certain situations before we even got married and then once it got brought up then now we know how we were going to handle it yeah you know we know hey th- we talked about this and um you know x y and z so uh, premarital counseling is is absolutely invaluable there's nothing wrong with marriage counseling whatsoever it can only build everything up right um and especially premarital counseling like i said it there were things that got brought up that i wouldn't have thought about and then all of a sudden we're married and like oh this is a thing now so right one of the things that came to my mind is the idea of um i mean communication that we're talking about but some people can say well we communicate all the time like we talk all the time but is that like really the deciding factor of if you're good at communicating mm-hmm. because you can keep talking about a lot of surface level thing like that mm-hmm. one friend that you have you're like oh yeah we talk all the time but i don't know if they have any kids i don't know anything about like what's going on we mainly just talk about the weather before we go right. and sit down in church right because there's a difference between talking and communicating yeah right. and i guess yeah. it's yeah yeah and i was trying to think of like what is like how can you do like a litmus test of that and i think mm-hmm. one of the things is do you avoid conversations because you're worried that it's going to be a tough conversation? Mm. And if you are, then maybe you need to work on communicating. I'm not going to say that you have bad communication skills, but it's just because I think there's always something like that. Like sometimes there's things that I just don't want to bring up because it's just like, I either feel awkward about it and I don't want to talk about it Mm. or I'm worried about how Nick would respond to something like Mm -hmm. that, or I'm afraid that I'll hurt his feelings. So I just don't want to bring it up. And And I think that that's like a good litmus test to say like, yeah, maybe I do need to work on communicating a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Yeah. So communication, do it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess we're done communicating. (laughs) (laughs) For the time being. But honestly, thank you guys so much. This was um, so much fun. Thank you for having us. So much for coming. I'm so glad can't believe it's already been you're that able long. to be here i know yeah. <laughs> we're an hour and a half in nice. maybe we'll maybe we'll make this two episodes maybe not but um still no baby yeah <laughs> but 
all that being said, on, on our end, if you want to continue this conversation, um, you can get in contact with Megan and Travis by Smoke Signal. Um, mm-hmm. Old-fashioned Smoke Signals. Yep. <laughs> but but and but seriously, if you want to get in contact um, with them, feel free to go through us. Um, you know, check out our Instagram page at War on Marriage Podcast. Um, that's our the best way to contact us. And do not forget, if you're on Apple Podcast, listen to this to give us a rating and to um, leave a review. Leave a review, and on all the other platforms, better be a good. Yeah, better be a good review <laughs> or else no, you can give us a bad review, but we'll find you. Um, honest review. An honest review. There yeah. we go. No, that's Thank a, that's you. A good phrase. Thank you. That's a good word. Um, but yeah, all the other platforms, feel free to subscribe so you always get a notification yeah. about our newest episodes. But thank you all for listening. Megan and Travis, thank you. Pleasure thank you as always. <laughs> Robin, as always. Thanks. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next time. Goodbye.